Hi there, my name is Chris. And my name is Jason. And this is The Talking Dead, a podcast dedicated to the AMC TV series, The Walking Dead. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Talking Dead. This is episode number 38 for the 31st of January 2011. It's almost February. The Walking Dead's been off the air for a couple of months now. A couple of months. And we're still here. We're still we're still recording. And, and in fact, this week, there's lots of news to talk about. So awesome. It's very exciting. We didn't have a show last week. We've gone bi-weekly right now, just so there is something to talk about each uh, episode. But... Uh, Hope that doesn't upset anybody too much. No, didn't upset me that much. All right, good. <laughs> um, so let's get right into the news. We first thing we have is a follow up on um, some award nominations that we spoke about two weeks ago. Frank Darabont was nominated for a Directors Guild of America award for outstanding directorial achievement in a dramatic series. So wordy with these nominations. They are. I mean, if you look at all the awards shows, they're like that though. Yeah. You know, uh, what was it we were talking about? Special effects in a supporting role last That's right, time. supporting uh, special effects or whatever it was. Weird stuff like that. Yeah. But there's always, especially these lesser known awards programs, the Oscars have, you know, best movie, best director. And nobody wins. You can't win an Oscar. It's always the Oscar goes to. The Oscar, the Oscar is awarded. That's right. But you don't actually win it. You receive it. That's right. See? Because it's not a, it's not a, a, a lottery. They don't choose them by lot. They actually vote. So you are awarded the, the, the award, not uh, you don't win it. Yeah, someone decides to give it to you. It's like winning, a, winning something on eBay. You didn't win anything. Yeah. You purchased it. A committee of people decide to give you the award. That's right. All righty. So uh, Frank Darabont for this Directors Guild of America award. Unfortunately, he did not win. Well, Martin Scorsese won. The award went to Martin Scorsese for Boardwalk Empire. Now, this is the second time since we've been talking about awards that Boardwalk Empire beat The Walking Dead in something. Yep. The Golden Globes was the first time. That's true. Two weeks ago. Yep. So I've got to check out this Boardwalk Empire you show. You really, really do. It is quite a good television show. Well, and it's winning all the awards. And, and, you know, it's taking them away from shows like Mad Men and The Walking Dead, which I think are both excellent. Well, I don't know about that because that implies there's a loser. <laughs> if there's no winner, there can't be a loser. That's correct. Okay, fine. You don't lose an Oscar. <laughs> the committee of people decides yeah. not to give you it just, to you. You, weren't, you were nominated, but you did not receive the award. All right. That means that doesn't belittle the show in any way, shape, or form. Doesn't belittle Frank Darabont's uh, outstanding directorial achievement in a dramatic series. It's just that he didn't win. Martin, Sc sorry, I used the word win, didn't I? Yeah. Bad Jason. <laughs> he didn't receive the award. Martin Scorsese did. Okay. And probably fine. well deserved. It's a really good show. Martin Scorsese for Boardwalk Empire. Hopefully, though, I would like to see The Walking Dead take something eventually. Yes, that would be some nice. sort of award. Speaking of awards, it has been nominated for more, in fact, four Golden Reel uh, nominations uh, from the Motion Picture Sound Editors. That's okay. a, the MPSE. That's the guild, I guess, of Motion Picture Sound Editors. And they have Golden Reel Awards. They have the Golden Reel Awards. Walking Dead's nominated for four. The nominations are Best Sound Editing, Long Form Dialogue, and ADR in Television. Oh, good Lord. Speaking about being wordy. Uh, best Sound Editing, Long Form Sound Effects, and Foley in Television. Okay. 
And then the same short form dialogue and ADR and short form sound effects and Foley and Delvision. Do you have any idea what the difference is between long form dialogue and short form dialogue? No. No, I, I really don't. Um, is it the size of the words? It, it's if you use discombobulated, is that a long form? <laughs> no, it's probably the... Well, I don't know. I mean, would it make sense that it's simply the length of... Do, do they look at individual scenes in the show and decide if it's under a minute, it's short form. If it's over a minute, it's long form. I, I do not know. I was asking you. All right. Well, I, I don't know. I didn't have time to look it up. But suffice it to say, The Walking Dead is nominated in those four categories. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a Foley artist. I always thought that'd be great. <laughs> Just pretending to walk on like gravel, putting shoes on your hands and walking on gravel. Yeah. You know, uh, when people get their heads cut off, what you do is you, you you smack a cabbage. That's also good for fist punching. Smack a cabbage with what? Like a baseball bat? Yeah, you hit uh, you smack cabbage with something, and it sounds like that's where the sound comes from. People's heads splitting open. Really? Yeah. And you punch meat to get uh, for fist fights. Well, it's all makes, good stuff. That, that makes sense. Yeah. That, I mean, that's what you're doing in a fist fight: punching meat. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, Eaten. I always thought that being a Foley artist would be uh, quite entertaining. <laughs> that would be fun, I suppose. Yeah. You're not the guy. You're not the guy, sort of inventing new ways to make sound effects. You're the guy actually executing them. That's as right, a Foley artist. Yes, cool. That does sound fun. Yeah. So you got the you got the movie plan, right? And you've got you're in a, a sound studio, and you have all this various crap. You have little pieces of wood. You have, you know, cabbage, fruit, whatever you need to make that sound. And as they're walking down the street, you make the sounds for, you know, exactly what they're, when their footfalls, you have to make the sound of, you know, the footfalls. Clip, well, clip, 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 you clip, make clip. the sound and they can sync it later, probably. No, you, you do it. You're watching the movie while you're doing it and you're, you're doing it in sync. Well, why, do, why would it be so important to do in sync? Can't they just sync it later? Like you do it um, in sync and it's a rough... It's kind of a rough outline of the sound effects. Well, well no, because uh, say you were off, you were before the sound for half the scene and you were after the sound for the other half the scene, it would take a lot of work to sync it. I'm sure there is kind of a little bit of play there, but uh, you know, a good Foley artist, you'll just, just be one take. You get the sounds, thank you very much, and move on to the next scene. There's a lot of Foley to go into a movie or a television show. Well, yeah, certainly a movie. And two hours long, you got to stand there doing that? Yeah. Sounds fun though. Yep. Sounds uh, good job. Sounds like it takes a lot of skill. I hope they get the awards for the the Foley stuff. Cause... Well, the other nominees in these categories include Lost, The Tudors, True Blood, and The Pacific. Hmm. Uh, so we'll see. I, I I must admit I do often notice um, the score in in productions, movies, and TV, but I don't always pay attention to things like sound effects and so on. Well, it's the kind of thing that uh, for me, the only time I notice it is when it's obvious and bad yeah and you know what that said i do notice certain things like the way the way they always make a knife make that sound when you pick it up Shling. exactly and those kind of sounds i do notice but it's because you hear it in everything and every time you move a, a gun it makes a cocking sound like you're cocking it and every time you drive away in a car the that's tires right. squeal even if you're on a gravel road that's right <laughs> right <laughs> and every time you go over a jump you want to yell yeehaw just like in the dukes of hazard but that's not really fully <laughs> <laughs> no, but it should be. They should put ye a good yeehaw into every right. into everything they do. Oh, Dukes of Hazard. I should watch that again. Yeah, man, go rent it. Get it on your Apple TV. Good times. Um, so the awards for the motion picture, the real, the Golden Reel Awards, will be presented on February twentieth. How many years do you think it'll be before nobody knows what a reel is? Oh, we're almost there. <laughs> we might be. <laughs> but get- we all know what a reel is, though. I suppose we might be getting close. Do you think your daughter will know what a reel is when she grows up? I don't know. She's four now, so uh, probably not. Yep. 
I mean, she won't really... You know what? It depends on how these children are raised. I mean, a lot of kids today won't really know what a record is, but yeah. my kids will, because I got records in the house. For now. Well, they're not but, going Aren't anywhere. you going to... Uh, I thought you were going to start a project to digitize all of them. <laughs> you know what kind of a endeavor that is it would take a while but you could do it i'm gonna do my cds first i think yeah and then maybe get onto the records but but still i will educate her as to what those are okay. and i can educate her to some of the past technologies of filmmaking too her kids will have no clue well yeah I, you wouldn't think so they won't know what a cd is a dvd album eight track <laughs> cassette that's all gone <laughs> it's all gone all right, the next night news, night news, the next night news item we have is a big-time rumor that's been out there for a couple of rumor. weeks. Rumor. So we almost did a show last week just so we could talk about this rumor. It's such a big one. And that is that people are speculating that a video game based on The Walking Dead is uh, imminently going to be announced. Not come out, but be announced. Right. So... Apparently, Telltale Games is set to announce five new multi-platform projects during a formal event in San Francisco on February 17th. Um, the invitation says that among them, one is based on a, a just-launched property from the TV and comic book world whose popularity is changing life as some know it. <laughs> so, <laughs> the sentence kind of goes weird at the end yeah, there. it really kind of does. <laughs> but uh, what other... TV and comic book properties could there be? Hmm. And this is and this is so people read that and they're like, well, it must be The Walking Dead. It's popular. It's popular on TV and in the comics. Yep. People love it. It's changing life as some know it. <laughs> Especially the characters on the show. Yeah. So I mean, what else could it be? There are other, there are some other superhero-y type TV shows right now. For example, um the family one on unusual what's that called? With uh Oh, I don't know. You're not, on your own. Here. Not Modern know. Family. It's a, it's something else. No, Modern Family is a comedy. Yeah, it is. But there's that one, and there's the Cape that's coming out. Oh or, god, or it has is yeah, out. Right I watched now. a couple of episodes of that. It's uh, yeah, it better improve. <laughs> I I watched the first ten minutes of the first episode, and it uh, didn't really do it for me. Nope. So, so there are a couple of other shows on there that are superhero-y, but that doesn't make them comic book related necessarily. That's true. We have uh, uh, Why the Last Man. That's comic booky. It is, but that's not a TV show. No, but it would make a great TV show. I haven't read it yet, but I do plan on reading it, and I believe it is um, it is optioned for a movie. Oh, good. Already, that'd be really good. So, uh, I'll take your word for it that it's awesome. And oh, that... it'll be Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> I just know it. <laughs> the beef. <laughs> Uh, you know, I could see that. I I read the first issue because it was free on... Uh... It be directed by M. Night Shyamalan, starring Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> uh, you know, there's worse things. Really? Wor well, maybe not Shia LaBeouf. Really? He's not my favorite, but I'm one of the few people that still doesn't absolutely hate M. Night Shyamalan. Every movie he does is worse than the last. At the beginning, it was great. I, even, I liked Signs. I even could stand The Village. Uh, after that... I couldn't. You know what? I liked Lady in the Water more than The Village. I, I couldn't. And I know Lady that's bizarre because no, nobody liked Lady in the Water. And I never saw the, the next one about the trees that go crazy or whatever it is. I did. That was horrid. Yeah. Horrid. The, what was that called? I don't know. Dumb tree go crazy movie. <laughs> yeah, sure. Trees are mad at humans. Humans die. There you go. Dumb. 
well, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't think he's that terrible so far. And and you should go see, you should see Devil, the one devil? He, he produced, yeah, okay. about the people stuck in the elevator, and one of them's the devil. Oh yeah, that was. I expected it to be total garbage, and it was a lot better than that. So a lot better than total garbage. Yes, from, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Resounding. <laughs> exactly. So what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Anyway, so Telltale Games is the company that apparently is going to announce this Walking Dead video game, if it is, in fact, a Walking Dead video game. Uh, To give you an idea of who they are, they developed recently uh, Back to the Future episodic game, Sam and Max and Monkey Island, popular video games over the years. And uh, yeah, like I said, they specialize in kind of episodic games, it seems, where they release it in parts. Back to the Future is coming out um, in five parts, released over a five or six month period. Which is cool. kind of cool. And I, I, I like that uh, that kind of idea for games. It's for PC and Mac. I might check it out because I watched the trailer when I went to their website after reading this story, and it looked kind of fun. It has the real voice actors. Oh, well, yeah? At, at least uh, Doc Brown, and it really, really sounded like Michael J. Fox. So if it's not him, it's an excellent voice imitator. Voice-alike. Voice-alike, sound-alike. There sound-alike. You so... Before, let, let's talk about this. What do we think about a Walking Dead video game? You know, I'm not really sure. Uh, it depends on the style of game that it's going to be. Like, it's not going to be a first-person shooter because that's uh, kind of silly. You wouldn't think so, but I mean, I wouldn't rule it out necessarily. Uh, if I saw it as a first-person first-person shooter, I'd rule it out. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I would play it. Denied. There's, that's not the kind of comic or TV show it is, right? I mean. It would have to be um, something along the lines of, you know, Alan Wake? You know that game? Nope. It's uh, it's it's not really a first-person shooter. It's more of a kind of a, a thriller mystery kind of, uh, kind of game. Um, it's not really action-oriented. It's not really a role-playing game. It's, it kind of fits in between these kind of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's uh, a very uh, stylized, moody kind of uh, murder mystery type thing. I haven't played it. I just watched a few reviews of it. But uh, I don't know. uh, RPG, I don't know if this would fit because an RPG kind of implies doing quests for people. And I don't know if that would fit in this kind of world because there's not a lot of people. And developing your character and skills and leveling up and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Which I couldn't see as a part of this. Right. First-person shooter, I don't think I could see that. The the whole point of a first-person shooter is to get the better guns and to fight the bosses. There are no zombie bosses. No. So, um, Grand Theft Auto, open, open, con- open world type game? That could be. You I know? Could go with a sandbox. So, but what is it? So, let's assume you, uh, you play as Rick Grimes. Right. Um, you're plunked there in the middle of the zombie apocalypse. Maybe there's a level at the beginning where you have to escape the hospital or something like that. Yeah. And then does the game follow the storyline loosely or are you just dumped in this world and you explore on your own you run into characters that may or may not be from the comic and tv show and just take it from there is there an actual plot line to this game you know this is not a bad i like the idea of a sandbox thing because the uh, the choices you make in dialogue can have a great impact on the relationship you have with these characters and that is very much the walking dead you know, some characters they meet and they kind of get along and it's like, hey, okay, let's let's band together and do stuff. And other characters <clears throat> just basically, uh, no, I'm going to shoot at you and you're going to shoot at me and we'll see what happens. 
Yeah, I mean that's 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 fine. But like, I just I don't know if I see a, a storyline playing out here. They'd have to write a new story for it. I think. Well, they would. You know, like, I don't. They couldn't stick to the storyline because how boring is that? They would. We, they could just do a text-only adventure and be done with it. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay, so they have to write a new story. How do they incorporate Lori and Carl and characters like that? I, I don't know if they would. Okay, and that leads me to my next question. Maybe we put all these existing characters aside and you start as a new character and you're just a guy in an open zombie world and that's where the connection to The Walking Dead ends, maybe. That's not a bad idea. What's the name of the guy that uh, Rick shoots at the fe- in the fence, the, the police officer? I forget his name now. Um, he shoots him through the fence after uh, him and Morgan. Officer, I don't remember. Yeah. Anyway, he plays him. That's unfortunate. I'm starting to forget things. The show's been off for two months, and the news has slowed down, and now I can't remember characters. I got to make sure I stay up on it. Anyway, you can play as him, and then maybe sometimes you're a zombie, and sometimes you're not. (laughs) Okay, so play as the zombies, maybe. Uh, Yeah, you could very well be a zombie. I don't know how boring that'd be. Wander (laughs) around. Bump into other zombies. Shoots you in the face. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, game over. Because that's what happens according to the TV show. (laughs) If they shoot you, they shoot you in the face. Yeah, you're right. That's right. You don't just get shot in the leg and then have to crawl for a while. Um, Okay, so Walking Dead video game, I I don't know. I'm not sure I'm entirely on board. It'd be difficult to capture the mood of the uh, the comic book and the TV show. The mood and the, the feel and sort of the just general aesthetic of it it would yeah. be tough to to do and relate it on that level you're right so uh, i don't know i mean i am i'm all for sort of an open world zombie apocalypse game i you know there's lots of games out there already that have zombie type monsters in them right almost every game where you're shooting you monsters a, a massively multiplayer online game how boring would that be there'd be people everywhere well, yeah, there'd be people everywhere and zombies everywhere. Yeah, I you know? mean, it's not like you're well just wandering through the the world with zombies. You just be, there'd be like other players everywhere, right? But see, in that case, what would happen is if it was popular, it would grow into whatever the players make it, right? Because they're interacting with each other in the game, so okay. they'd probably introduce a uh, some sort of monetary system, yeah, and a crafting system, crafting and all that. So people would use that and create their own game out of it, yeah. right? It's the zombie apocalypse, and I'm a pie maker. <laughs> that's right. Because that's what I'd end up doing. I'd throw pies at zombies. <laughs> I, no, I'd be making pies and selling them to other people to eat and use to for as food so that they could kill zombies. Right, and so your your experience with the game would be gathering supplies to make pies, yes. like fruit and flour. Exactly. And, <laughs> and this is this from my experience, this is what I do in massively multiplayer <laughs> online games. Okay. I chop down trees, make shields, or in this case, I would make pies. Okay, well, that's fine. That that would be great. But I guess the players would shape the game. Yes. If it's not a MMO, you're you're less free to shape the game. That's true. So it's hard to make a pie in Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> it's pretty hard. I'll, you, you can probably make a whiskey sour or something. That'd be great. Can you mix drinks in that game? I don't know. I can't remember. I know you can mix drinks in Dead Rising. You can play darts. You know that. Oh, that's right. Darts. So in The Walking Dead, you find an old abandoned pub and there's some darts. Hey, let's play some darts for a while. There you go. And then a zombie walks in and you throw a dart at the zombie. There you go. Mm-hmm. We just did the game. So Walking Dead video game, I don't know. Uh, I'm all, I will definitely try it if it does come out. Put Me it too. that way. I agree. <laughs> all right, moving right along. Recently, uh, there was the New Orleans Comic Con and The Walking Dead had a panel there. Now, 
Um, none of the really prominent actors were in attendance, but we did have Chandler Riggs, who plays Carl. He probably has the biggest role yeah. of the three people. We also had Keisha Tills, who plays Morgan's wife, and Adrian Callie Turner, who plays Dwayne. Hmm. Um, so it sounds like it was a fun event. There were a couple hundred people at the panel. They got to ask some questions, um, but no real new information came out of it, I don't think, because... There is none. There is none right now. and Nobody's in talks. Anything that is allowed, anything that is decided isn't allowed to be talked about yet. So. And they wouldn't tell the actors yet. No, no, especially the uh, sort of supporting actors, too. So, Well, they're all still alive, as far as we know. Well, well Morgan's should, wife isn't really alive. Yeah, you know, she's undead still. I mean, Morgan couldn't kill her. True. So True. She's That's still right. kicking around somewhere. She's walking around somewhere. Reprise her role in season two. I wouldn't say she's alive. No, that's true. She's undead. There you go. Technically. Uh, Chandler Riggs said that he looks forward to the time when Carl, quote, decides to grow a pair and man up. Is that his decision? I don't know if it's his decision. It, w- Carl. Uh, we got to assume that, you know, he's going to play a bigger role as the show goes on. Yeah. And he'll be doing important stuff and have important scenes. And I guess uh, Riggs is just looking forward to that. As we all are. As we all are. Uh, Turner was asked what his favorite part of the show was, and he said, quote, I was in a scene where I hit a guy in the face with a shovel. Good times. (laughs) Uh, And it was pretty cool how they did it. So, um, you know, I guess he's talking about the scene where he hits Rick in the shovel. Face with the shovel? Yeah. Yeah. In the shovel. Hits Rick in the shovel with the face? No. No. (laughs) In the face with the shovel. That's the wrong way to do it. (laughs) Um, So, you know, the kids are just having some fun, I think. Yeah clobbering people with shovels and so on it's a good um, way to you know get rid of your frustration and your your stress whack somebody in the face with a shovel yeah i don't recommend it though too no often. no you know if, if you're pretty sure they're undead it's okay there you go uh if uh any of you out there listening happen to be at the new orleans comic con and there was any more you know exciting information or you want to tell us about it by all means send an email in and we'll uh we'll read it and read it on the air probably sweet gail ann heard was recently at a uh, National Association of Television Program Executives event. NATP. <laughs> NATP. <laughs> Who knows if they pronounce that acronym or not, but... NATP. <laughs> NATP. <laughs> I'm working on it. Keep going. Do you got a better one? No. NATP. NATP. Uh, and she, she was there speaking. She is, of course, a producer on the show. Variety reports that she said the following things. And I quote, Variety and her... Speaking to the worldwide launch of the show, um, Heard said that the move was largely an anti-piracy measure. Uh, worldwide launch of the show, how it premiered all over the world at the same time. They uh, they did that basically so it would get out to as many people as they could and people wouldn't be forced to download it or find it in other means. I applaud. Really, I can't believe that more uh, shows and productions don't do it that way. Well, they'll all get on board. The biggest reason for people that I can see for for downloading content is simply that they have no other way to access it. Yeah. Um, and that's not the only reason. You know, lots of people who do have TV still download stuff. It's just the way it is. But the fact that it's out there for you to see, I think it, it's a step in the right direction. She also apparently said that new episodes of the show would premiere in October during Fear Fest. Well, there you go. The weird thing about this is it was reported by Variety, which is a reputable news, Hollywood news organization. Yeah. But nobody else really seemed to pick up on this. You'd think that if this was considered an official announcement of when The Walking Dead would return, it would be all over the internet. 
You'd think. But it's not. That is weird. So I'm I'm not really sure what's going on here. If maybe somehow this slipped under the radar or if people are just... Or if maybe she was misquoted, you know, saying yeah. we're considering bringing it back in October, but no decisions have been made. And So you and, think that uh, the other uh, news establishments are going, oh, Variety said this. We better check our facts. Oh, they're wrong. So we better not publish it. Could be. Could be. I don't know. Uh, Variety published it, though, in the in the article I read. So we all kind of assume October is the time, but we'll see. Hmm. Still can't take this as an official announcement, I don't think. Nope. <laughs> but we're getting closer every day. If there was a clip of Gail Ann Hurd saying it, that's another thing. I guess so, yeah. If I could see it with my own eyes and yeah. hear it with my ears, maybe. Um, so she also addressed whether the series creatives, that would be Robert Kirkman, who uh, produces and wrote the graphic novel, had a finite lifespan for the show with a finale in mind, um, a la Lost, but uh, their thinking, she said, is that they're in it for the long haul. So no. So no. Exactly. Open-ended. So. <laughs> don't answer really any questions. We'll get to that later. Leave things hanging. Yeah. So okay. they, they don't know where it's going, but I think that's okay. It's only been only six episodes of broadcast. Yes. We've only got one more 13-episode season coming yeah. up. They don't need an ending yet. Not yet. They're still starting the story, right? Yeah. Lost didn't announce that it was ending until after season three, I believe. That's and they right. said, we got three more and then we're done. Yeah. If The Walking Dead does three and says, we have three more and we're done, so be it. You know, The Lost was good because they had that whole, they had their story arc in place before they even started. So they right? say. So they say. They did a better job of it than Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, that's true. They oh, Don't even get me started. <laughs> I loved Battlestar Galactica, but there was some inconsistencies you could drive a truck through in that uh, in that show. Yeah, you know, with Battlestar Galactica, I loved it too, but I'm pretty sure that even when... Spoilers for Battlestar coming up, everybody, in case you're worried. Even when Starbucks supposedly died in yeah. the in the final season? Yeah. Was it that was no, that was the finale of the second last season, right? Yeah, but it, we didn't know her fate at the finale of the last season, the second last season. And then she came back halfway through the last season, right? Yeah. I think even at the end of that uh season 3 or 4 or whatever the second last one was, I don't think even then they knew what they were doing with that. No, they didn't. I don't think they had decided if she was going to come back where if she did what she was going to be or how they were going to handle it, I think they really made that up as they went along at the end. They really did. And I think that uh, they were, they suffered a lot from, holy shit, how are we going to get this together and wrap it up? <laughs> Probably. Ron Moore had a lot of good ideas. Yes, he did. Um, almost too many so that he couldn't bring them all together, you know? All right, Colonel Ty, you know, he was old when he left Earth 2,000 years ago, and he was <laughs> old at the end. But he knew Adama for 40 years. Was he that old when he met Adama? Yeah, good point. You know? And Adama didn't go like, what? Dude, you're old. <laughs> yeah, you're and 40 old. years later, it's like, dude, you're the same. You're still old. <laughs> you must be a Cylon. <laughs> anyway. And why would a young Adama be hanging out with an old weird dude? So, Yeah. Yeah, good, good very good that, point. That's the one that really gets me. It is kind of annoying now that I think back on it. Yeah. But hey, it was still a good show. Lost was an excellent show. Yep. It had a plan. The Walking Dead, no plan. However, well, they got. A, I, I'm sure they have a plan. They have, you know, story arcs they're going to span many seasons or at least a season or two. Uh, they're going to have stuff that lasts a long time, but they don't have an ending in mind. Right, and that's kind of what I mean by no plan. But 
having said that, they still have the comic to work off of. So they don't need, like, they're not really writing their own story here. They're, right. they're adapting an existing story. What they do with it is up for, you know, it, we'll find out. But the fact that they don't know what they're going to do in season three doesn't really bother me that much. Yeah, and they don't have to because, you know, uh, shows like Lost and Battlestar Galactica, they had a big kind of, uh, uh, you know, what the hell is going on here factor. You know, Lost was very much what the hell is going on here. Oh, my God, the whole show was built around what the hell is going on here. Even with Battlestar Galactica... Uh, it had this end point in mind. Will they find Earth? Will they not find Earth? Will the Cylons kill them all? Oh my God, there's a whole bunch of models of Cylons that we don't know about yet. You know, there was uh, all this stuff. They didn't know what was going on. So having an ending and having everything, you know, logically and morally wrap up by the end was very important for these shows. Whereas, uh, you know, shows like uh, The Walking Dead, it's kind of, uh, it's not really that kind of format. It's more of a long-term survival thing, obviously. Uh, you know, you survive for a while, you survive for a while, you can end it with, they all die, you know? Or they can end it with, oh, they reach uh, Nirvana or whatever the, uh, you know, the USS Enterprise, the, the big aircraft carrier where they can just fly out or, you know, just kind of sail off into the sunset <laughs> where the, no zombies can swim, so you're fine. Well, that's the thing. I can think of two or three endings to The Walking Dead that I think would satisfy me a great deal. Yep. And maybe someday we'll talk about those. Aliens. Aliens is one of them. <laughs> Aliens come down and pick them up and go, uh, yeah, your planet's pretty much screwed. Why don't you come with us? <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. There's no zombies where you are, right? Yeah. No, but it's full of aliens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next, moving right along, next item here, the Walking Dead will be at the 2011 Pally Fest or Paley Fest. I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, I don't know. Palay Fest. <laughs> Sorry. Palay Fest. <laughs> It's like play fest, but Pale. Yes, Pale. Uh I didn't know what this festival was before this news item crossed my desk. From their website, uh, named for William S. Palais, founder of both the Palais Center and CBS, oh. the annual William S. Palais Television Festival has celebrated television's rich and diverse programming and the creative process behind the medium for the last 27 years. Wow. I think Palais is good. Let's go with Palais. Okay. It rolls off the tongue well. Um, they'll be doing a Walking Dead panel on Friday, March 4th at 7 p.m. Pacific time at the Saban Theater in Beverly Hills. The panel will be announced sometime before then. So, right. yeah, I mean, not much to say about this other than they'll be doing a panel on The Walking Dead, and I guess it's just to talk about the television creative process and what goes into making shows and probably for executives and stuff to mingle a little bit and yeah shake each other's hands well, that's and, in beverly hills and that's right right yeah. everybody goes to beverly hills they shake hands they go around they get drunk they go yeah we're gonna make that show and then they go to panels and stuff <laughs> we're gonna go do that thing we're gonna go do that thing yeah there'll yeah. be zombies and get, i'll be headshots get my people to call your people now, I believe this panel is open to the public. You can buy a ticket, I think, for something ridiculous like $75 and go and experience it. That's not ridiculous. Well, it's kind of a $1,500 would be ridiculous. Okay, you're right. That would be really ridiculous. But 75 bucks to go sit in a room for two hours is just, I don't know. It depends what, yeah. you're, it depends what you're sitting in the room for, I guess. But uh, if anyone out there in Los Angeles is going to this and would like to file a report for us, Please contact us, and uh, we'll we'll see what goes on at the Palais Fest. Yes, be exciting. FX UK, the uh, British broadcaster 
of The Walking Dead did an interview with Noah Emmerich, who plays... Jenner. Dr. Jenner. Um, He had lots of interesting stuff to say. It was a short interview, but everything he said was fascinating. And I'm going to read a couple of quotes here. Okay. He said, uh, on making The Walking Dead, the pages would come in the night before we were shooting. Frank was sort of doing his brilliant tinkering with the dialogue and the script right up until the very last second. And he's obviously a brilliant writer and working with such great source material, it leaves the actors with very little time to absorb it. So Frank was working on stuff, apparently, right up to the time of shooting almost. That's good. Or the night before. That's good. Is good it? thing there wasn't a writer's strike. Because that's what screwed the screwed all the shows in the writer's strike, because you couldn't work on pages at all. No, you either, couldn't. You either shot them as written or don't shoot at all. But is it a little is it a little bit control freaky for him to be like making tweaks and tinkering with the script the night before? Well, I don't know. You know, is, you know, if he wasn't letting other people do it because he wanted to do it, that's control freaky. <laughs> I you guess. Know, tinkering because you want to tinker. Changing a word here or there, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, it seemed to work out because the dialogue uh, was okay on yep. the show. Yep. You know, there were the, there's the odd issue with it, but nothing's major. Uh, Jenner also says about playing a scientist, for me... In order for that stuff to have any sense of truth to it, you do have to understand what you're saying. I'm not one of those people that can just say words. Some people can, but I'm not that good of an actor to do that, so I need to know what I am talking about. Well, good for him. Uh, yeah, that's kind of exciting. It just means he wanted to go and figure out what the brainstem does and you know, maybe mix a few chemicals and test tubes before he actually got on the set. I can just say words. <laughs> can you? Yeah. You're just saying words right now. I can just say words without actually knowing, having a connection to the brain that's actually making the words go. Do it. I just did. Didn't you hear what (laughs) I was saying? Making the words go. Yeah. I can just, the speech center can just go without actually any higher brain function whatsoever. Gets me in trouble sometimes. Sure. Other times it's very entertaining. (laughs) Yeah, without any higher function of the brain. John F. Kennedy could do that too. He could just go on a string of random words and just, you know, just press go in the speech center and let it rip. How does that benefit you as a human being? Oh, it doesn't. Well, yeah. actually, it has to do with, uh, for me, what I can do is I can formulate a half a thought and then send it off to the speech center and let it deal with it while I'm thinking about something else. <laughs> sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. It's, it's quality multitasking on the part of your brain. Yeah. A lot of times, I'll, you know, you have that formulated half thought. You send it off to the speech center. Speech center starts babbling without any idea of how it's going to end. And then the higher brain function doesn't get back to the speech center. So the speech center just kind of goes off on a tangent. And we've all experienced that with me speaking on this show. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I have you here. That's right. <laughs> uh, who knows what I'm going to say next? Who knows? Not even me. So if you want to read the rest of that interview with Noah Emmerich, head over to walkingdead.fxuk.com and find it there on their uh, blog. It's pretty good. Um, Sarah Wayne Callies was talking to TV Guide, um, and she had a few things to say about season two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, again, we don't think the actors really know anything at this point, seeing as they're still working on it, but she said the new 13-part run will focus on the repercussions of Dr. Jenner's whispered words to Rick. Your wife is pregnant. Your wife is pregnant. Um, She said Jenner took blood work, and it's possible, maybe, he told Rick something about what he saw in his wife's blood work, she speculated. I'm kind of basing that on the comic. (laughs) Your, Your wife's a lich. I don't know. 
she finished with. So, <laughs> um, you know, I I thought about not including this because she really doesn't say anything. But the she's fact is... She's just speculating like the rest of the internet. Your wife is pregnant. Yes. She's read the comic. She knows what's coming. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we all know that's what it's it's going to be, right? Mm-hmm. I'm quite certain. I, I wanted it to have something to do with aliens. <laughs> I've decided. That's right. Don't worry about the zombies. The, the truth aliens, is out there. The aliens are coming next week. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just go with the X-Files. The truth is out there. Yes. There you go. Um, finally, she said, uh, talking about getting the part... Uh, she said, I read the script and went to the audition. Then I went to my car and started crying. I thought I'd never get this. And then they cast me. I've been happy ever since. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Isn't that nice? That's uh, that's great of her. What a pendulum that must have been. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I'm, hap- I'm sad. I'm happy. I'm sad. I'm happy. I'm driving. I'm crying. They called me. I'm laughing. Yeah. And I've been happy ever since. Well, I'm glad to know she's happy ever since. That's been a year. She's been happy for a year. That's awesome. Hey, man, if I was cast in The Walking Dead and I was an actor and I did that sort of thing for a living, I'd be happy too. That's a long time to stay happy. It's true. It's true. It's tough to be happy. Stub for your a long toe? Time. Man, that was great. I love stubbing my toe because <laughs> I've been that TV show and I love it so much that stubbing my toe is a great thing. Hey, maybe, man. Maybe it is that good. I don't know. I don't know. So she's speculating about season two, as we all are, but we know that it's, he whispered that she's pregnant. No big deal there. Finally, in the news this week, Image Comics is releasing The Walking Dead Survivor's Guide. All right. So it's a four-part comic they're putting out, and it is apparently, quote, everything you've ever wanted to know about the cast of The Walking Dead. The Survivor's Guide is a handy checklist of all the characters who have appeared in the series thus far, alive or dead. The series is a supplement to the hit comic book series that is now a hit TV series on AMC. Stop saying series. Wait a minute. Okay, so this this series is a supplement to the hit comic book series that is now a hit TV series on AMC, AMC TV. Right. I don't understand what this thing is. is okay. It, is it a supplement to the comic book? It is a four. Yes, it is a four-part comic book um, style release. That is essentially a character uh, guide, character guide to the comic. Character guide to the comic, not a character guide to the TV series. I believe it's a character guide to the comic. So we'll have all the comic book characters in there, their status, and information about each one. Everything you ever wanted to know about the cast of The Walking Dead. You don't cast a comic book. <laughs> okay, you're right. It's a it's an extremely confusing quote. I don't know what this thing is that they're releasing. It's four parts of... Something. It's four comic books, and it's coming in April. This first one's on April 13th, and uh, it is a character guide to something. Yeah. So we'll find out in April. And, so uh, Survivor's Guide is a guide of, oh, I see what it is. It's not how to survive. No. It's a guide to the survivors so far. Yeah, well, yeah, but it also will tell you if someone is now dead. It'll, it'll, be the, it'll have character status. So the status will be living. Deceased or undead or unknown. Or unknown. Yeah. That's right. Left. You don't never see them again. Left under a tree. Probably <laughs> right. undead. Right. Or like in the comic, the um, the guy who runs out of the prison. Right. What's his name? One of the inmates who just runs off. We don't know what his status is. It's true. Um. So there you go. That's coming out on April 13th. We'll check it out and uh, find out what it actually is. Yeah. <laughs> So that's it. That's it for the news this week, everybody. We do have a little little bit of listener feedback. How about I read that for us? Sure. This comes from Robert in Houston. 
He says, when Merle is stuck on the roof talking to himself, he is clearly recounting an argument with a fellow soldier, basically saying, if you don't like what I'm doing, then we can hash it out now, or you can be a pussy and take it up the chain, the chain of command. Right. Uh, he ends up knocking the guy's teeth out and being court-martialed. Also, when Daryl is celebrating at the CDC, he yells, Booyah! Usually a term of excitement among U.S. military personnel. I wonder if the brothers were in the military at the beginning of the apocalypse. That would be a great backstory. I'm trying to think of the length of their hair. Because if it's been a couple of weeks, their hair would be a certain length. But if they were not in the military, their hair would be could be very long. Um, I'd have to go back and look. Merle's hair was pretty uh, short, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Daryl, <clears throat> Daryl too, I think. But now, I, I how, what? How short do people in the military have to keep their hair? Buzz right pretty off. Short. That's the rule. So when you're wearing a hat, it doesn't stick out. Okay. So I think at least Daryl probably had too much hair growth for a couple of weeks That's out of I'm the military. Thinking. That's what I'm thinking. But you know what? Maybe they, they hadn't been in the military for some time. And Robert from Houston also does say that uh, uh, Merle was court-martialed for knocking the guy's teeth out. So he might have been out of the military for a while. Right. Or out of active duty. That's true. So, well, I don't know. I, I, you know, I'm not discounting the fact that they were in the military. I think that's entirely possible. I just don't think that they were necessarily in the military at the beginning of the apocalypse. So they weren't part of the human resistance, for lack of a better term. That's right. Because that would be cool. It would be cool. If we found out and we got some backstory or some flashbacks to them actually, you know, fighting the zombies right at the beginning of the outbreak, that would be fun. That would be fun. So I hope we meet somebody like that. I don't think it's Merle. And uh, I, don't, I, I don't think it's Daryl, but I would like to meet somebody like that. All righty. And they probably would be carrying their assault rifle from, the, from that time instead of a crossbow. True, but I mean, proficiency with weapons is something you, you know, gain in the military. And well, not a crossbow. No? They don't train you on crossbows anymore. But being being trained on a rifle, for example, would that not make it easier to learn a crossbow? Well, you'd think. Like, I don't know if I could pick up either and do anything with them. Yeah. Except probably shoot myself. <laughs> yeah. What's this do? Bang. Pa -tang. Um. So... Maybe. I think it's an interesting idea, and I think it would be fun to explore that a little bit if indeed they were military. Right. Robert goes on to say that Jenner claims that there is nothing left of the person when they change. However, when I observed the MRI scan, I definitely saw some red sparks shoot into other areas of the brain other than the brainstem. Yep. Also, he killed his wife before he even had a chance to observe her zombie behavior. My conclusion is that Jenner only said what he said out of ignorance and denial. So I think he has another good point. Very I good mean, point. Th the fact that they, uh, when they were watching the video of, uh, the x-ray video of his wife reawakening. Yep. Um, that bullet goes through pretty soon after. Well, he's obviously upset at that point. Obviously. And he just wants to get it over with, but he really should have, you know, tied her down and further studied a little bit. Don't well, you think? He may have done that with other people. That's true. He didn't say that uh, that was the only person that became a zombie. That was just TF-19. Yes, true. So maybe there's... What what happened to the other bunch of people? TS-18, for example. What happened to TS-18? What happened to TS-20? <laughs> I, I guess we don't know that, but um, I see Robert's point here that he kind of 
you know, you see little sparks of something possibly yeah. going on, but then it's just over before it even begins. Right. That's true. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I can, I still hold that it seems like there is some sort of, um, past life recognition in these zombies a little bit. Yes. And I know that, you know, we've debated whether or not this is actually true. Um, I think it, I think it is. I think there's something remaining there. I think Amy saw something for a minute and I think, uh, Morgan's wife had some latent sort of repressed memories in there somehow. I would agree with that. So anyways, it'll be interesting. Who knows if we'll even get any more explanation as the show goes on about the zombie, about what, how the zombie, uh, disease works. Oh, probably not. I don't know. They gave us more than I thought they would in the first season. So they sure did. You never know. Yeah. Robert finishes simply with, with, I wish I was in Canada. He obviously doesn't know how cold it is here. <laughs> that's, oh my God, that's right. <laughs> and in the next two, well, where we are, in the next two days, there's supposed to be a crap load of snow coming. So yep. uh, Robert Houston sounds pretty good to me right now. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm working from home in the next uh, few days, and I'm looking forward to it. That's good because you uh, won't want to go outside. I'm not going anywhere. Anyways. No. Nope. Um, so there you go. Got enough food to last till the weekend? I'm Perfect. done. Your wife has to go out, though, right? Well, she has to go to work, and, you know, this, the walk to the subway from our place is like 40, 50 steps, and then she's underground the whole way, even all the way to the office. She doesn't have to go outside either, really. Barely. So we're she, good. She does have to put on pants, though, unlike you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, working without pants is the best. <laughs> but that's a whole other podcast. I get dressed. <laughs> until Otherwise, she leaves and then no I, I don't feel like i'm actually working unless i have a shower and get dressed and ready to go i'm not sure i've never worked at home for any extended period so i don't know i don't like it very much to tell you the truth well the one or few times i have done it i have liked it so all right and that is going to do it for episode 38 of the talking dead uh lots of new lots of news this week hope uh hope um you enjoyed hearing all about that and uh this is your premier source for Walking Dead news while in the off-season. Supreme source. Supreme number one, most excellent. Um, Happy time, good fun. So thanks for listening. Stay with us. We will be back next week or the week after, depending on the volume of news there is to talk about or what uh, goes on. If that video game gets announced in February, we'll certainly be talking about that. Yep. And if it comes out in the near future, we'll be getting it, reviewing it, Talking about it, going crazy, playing it, playing it, and doing and doing its thing. So um, that is that. If you would like to contact us, I highly recommend you do so. You can send emails to talkingdeadpodcast at gmail dot com. We read and respond to all of those if we can. You can follow us on Twitter at twitter dot com slash talking dead, or find us on Facebook at facebook dot com slash the talking dead. Finally, if you would like to call us on our toll free zomb line. You can do that at one eight six six four eight three Z O M B nine six six two. That's one eight six six four eight three nine six six two. Don't worry, we will never answer the phone. It is simply a messaging <laughs> service. Don't worry. Don't worry. You don't have yeah. to talk to us. Oh. You can just call. It costs you nothing, and leave your thoughts, questions, comments, concerns, whatever you might you have. Never have to interact with a human being. No, you not don't. Once, <laughs> not even a little bit. It's yeah. perfect. Yeah. So uh, by all means, call us, let us know what you think, and uh, if 
If it's interesting, well, to be honest, we play almost everything on the air. So if you want to hear yourself on a podcast, it's a good way to do it. It sure is. There you go. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Till next week, it'll be episode number 39. Till then, have a great week. Bye.